1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us this morning is Tim Hudak, CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association. Tim, thanks so much for coming on this morning. Of course, Asif and Tina. Great to be back on the show and thanks for having me on. Tim, we're, we're heading into an election year and, or an election month, and we wanted to talk a little bit about what's Oria asking for from the parties and what do you see heading into the election, you know, in terms of what's going to help affordable housing? Yeah, well, you're kidding, Asif. This is like the Super Bowl for me, right? I mean, I was <laughs> involved in politics for 21 years i'll be at the provincial level but just you know like when you graduate from school you still have dreams about it sometime after when yeah. it comes to the uh, election time i um i really find it uh interesting and fun to watch and i'm particularly excited to ask if, um because of my full-time job uh, let alone my hobby a full-time job as ceo of the ontario real estate association i was getting a little upset there for a while because you know the biggest issue i was hearing across the greater toronto hamilton area was affordability for home ownership. And I wasn't hearing much from political parties. In fact, I, I criticized all of them back in the summer in an op-ed I wrote. But now I am happy that the focus is on the big spotlight in the election campaign. You know, all three of the major parties are putting ideas on the table. I'm really excited to see that. It really is. And, and over the course of this week, a lot of them have started to come out with, uh, you know, their platforms for home ownership affordability. And, and you know, what is Aria asking them for? And, you know, are they putting any of these pieces into play? Yeah, so the answer to the question is yes. There's a lot there, so maybe we could break it down uh, piece by piece. And I, I'm really not surprised. Uh, we've been pushing, you know, quite hard at the provincial level as well as federal to say that homeownership is in decline. And despite the fact that we've, we've got a pretty good economy, that we've got a lot more interested buyers, particularly millennials who are getting promoted, starting families, but they're still stuck in an apartment or mom and dad's basement, and asset, you know, relatively low mortgage rates. So why has homeownership been declined? So we've been beating the drums at Queen's Park with the Ford government. We've seen a lot of progress there around housing supply. And then nationally, we said a number of things. We said, number one, we wanted you to fix this stress test. It's just too harsh. It's one size fits all. Uh, make longer mortgages available, especially for, you know, first-time home buyers. We said, let's put some more federal lands and provincial into the marketplace. So the governments could put their land where their mouths are and tie that to making sure housing development on that is going to be affordable uh, to average families. The Liberals had put on the table before the home buyer incentive program where the government would basically give you an equity investment in your home to help you reach it. We said that's, that's good, that's a good step, but it's, it's too low a level for the GTHA. And we've also said, let's get the dirty money out of real estate. There's too much money laundering coming in from overseas that's snapping up real estate that could be given to law-abiding Ontarians. So basically, that's what we put on the table. We're happy to see our response now the election has started. And as we're looking at you know, the way that 2019 has gone in the real estate landscape, we're seeing what we're calling a great rebound year. But we're comparing that to one of the 
the lowest years for sales uh, in the last 10, 15 years. So when you're looking at that and we're looking at this year as a rebound year, there's so much more that we can do for real estate. And we're seeing the momentum carry into the fall market from from a really hot summer market. We, we still have a lot of buyers out there, but what are they buying? What are they going to be able to buy? And the first time home buyer plan kicking in November, that will certainly help. But will it help people in the uh, greater Toronto, Hamilton area, the York region areas? You know, is, is it enough? And you, you little, touched on that a little bit. What would you like to see more in that program? Well, well, look, if we think about the biggest issue that's standing in the way of, you know, young families getting their first home or the kids come along, you want to move up home, and it's inventory. The number one issue to uh, hit astrophysics across all categories, whether it's rental or home ownership, is getting more homes and more choice in the marketplace. That's largely at the provincial level. The federal government can help there, as can municipalities. Uh, number two, even if you find a place that the mortgage rules have just become too tight, you know, the pendulum has swung too far, you need to get back into a fair and balanced position. And third, taxes are too high. Like, uh, you know, alcohol and tobacco are probably the two ha- highest tax items. That's good. Those are sins. But then why are homes taxed so much when that's a good, smart, long-term investment? Those would be the top three things that are standing in the way today. So if we were to look at the three major parties, and if we look at those three points that you just made, getting new homes built, uh, maybe the mortgage rules are a bit too tight, taxes are too high, which party, which federal party then, should we be directing our attention in terms of housing? Well, look, uh, I've got a very uh, important job here to do, and that's to be the uh, advocate on behalf of Ontario Realtors. You know, my job is to try to convince uh, all political parties to line up at the gate, to put their ideas out there for voters, and the voters can bet on what horse they like the best. So we don't endorse political parties. We endorse ideas. And compared to where we were six months ago, we started ramping up the uh, campaign, and Korea did so, uh, and Ottawa, and you know, boards like uh, TREB. I- I'm just happy that now we're seeing them line up their own policies, and people make up their minds what's going to benefit them most. But I'm just really happy a big spotlight is finally being shone on this issue of affordable home ownership. And, and home ownership is the financial engine for our economy. And so, you know, it, it's about time that the, the focus shifted to home ownership. But when you, you know, you also touched on the stress test and how it's taking away from people's ability to, to their buying power to be able to purchase these homes. Do you see that stress test continuing? I know there's ideas that have been put out that, you know, maybe they can play with a little bit and and get rid of it for mortgage switches. But what about for first-time home buyers? And, and do we still need it? Because the rates have increased from a couple of years ago. So we're not at those ultra lows that we saw two years ago. But is it still a necessary facet in real estate home ownership? Well, look, it's going to be a big part of this debate in this uh, in this campaign. I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, having been in politics for 21 years, it's not surprising. Usually the political parties save up their analysis for the campaign and, you know, not before it. But to answer your question directly, Asif, I think we'll end up in a world where we're talking about fixing it as opposed to taking it away completely. I think most people say we should make sure people are uh, having, uh, you know, long-term sustainable uh, investments in their homes and markets that they can afford even if, you know, their luck goes the other way. But the problem is the stress test has become too harsh. It really is one size fits all, whether you're getting a, a longer term fixed rate or a shorter term variable. 
It applies to every property in the province uh, equally, no matter what uh, their prices are. And it's really become a major uh, burden uh, for what I call the aspiring middle class. I mean, look, if you're rich or you can cash in with the bank on mom and dad, you don't sweat it. But for people who are trying to climb the ladder, who are you know saving every penny, they're following all the rules, they're the ones that are being screwed by the stress test. So I'm, I'm happy to see that this will now be part of a debate on how to fix that and be more fair to all Canadians, just not the privileged. Now, we're heading into the last few weeks of this election campaign. Do you think we're going to see any more announcements or details about what they're going to do to, to help homeowners in this country? Yeah, I do. I think you'll see it uh, fleshed out. So, you know, so far um, we saw the Liberals announce they're expanding the home buyer program, so raising the cap now, I think, to $800,000 for uh, the home. It was too low for the GTA market before, so they've listened and responded. They've also talked about speculation tax on foreign buyers. The New Democrats talked about increasing housing units, uh, affordable housing by, I think, 500000 across Canada. And they also have a, uh, a tax they want to put on, on on foreign buyers. And the Conservatives announced fixing the stress test, uh, as well as bringing back the 30-year amortization. The NDP said that uh, as well. Um, federal land into housing and doing something about the dirty money that's coming in, snapping up real estate from law-abiding Canadians. So, all of them put ideas on the table. Let me answer your question. I've been in a number of campaigns myself, two as leader. What tends to happen, the first 10 days, you put out your major planks, and then later in the campaign, you give it more detail. So I do expect we'll see more of this, more detail, more flesh on the bones and the promises, so to speak. And I do hope it'll be part of the debates that take place as well in early October. And, and with the, the foreign buyer taxes that are being proposed, you know, for in, I'm from York Region. We don't see a huge percentage of foreign buyers coming in, especially in the last couple of years. I mean, we will see a, a little bit more now because of what's happening in Hong Kong and China, but we don't see a lot of them coming in and dictating the market as we had before. And at the same time, they have a lot of outs for this tax because if they're moving here within two years, they get a rebate back. What do you, what do you anticipate from these proposed taxes and what's the intention? Yeah, look, I think it's always important to make decisions based on proven data. And, you know, it surprised me when I left government and came to the Ontario Real Estate Association that government did not actually trace a number of foreign buyers in the province. So the Wynn government did that. We finally have statistics, but it's low. I mean, it's in single digits. I think last time I saw about 5 or 6% maximum. So let's not get, you know, into a game of exaggeration and pointing the finger when the real problem is, not enough housing supply and choice in the marketplace. As I said a few minutes ago, it's mind-boggling that a home, which is your, your biggest investment of your life, it's a place of your own security. You know, when you retire and sell it down the road, it helps to pave the way for a comfortable retirement, you downsize. And it's where you raise your family, for goodness sakes. It's the place of your most important memory. So, so why in the world do you want to put more taxes on top of an already heavy tax burden but we do not support new taxes on homes. In fact, we'd like to see it come down. And if we could target anything else, if we would say, get that land transfer tax down, especially in the Toronto area, where it's really punishing for middle-class families. It sure is. And, and I mean, we're selling a lot of properties to first-time buyers in Toronto. And although they get a rebate, it's it's still pretty high. And, and it's a it's it's a larger pill to swallow when, you know, the second-time home buyer is purchasing something for 900 or a million dollars. 
And at the same time, that puts a lot of money into the government's pockets. So maybe a reduction in the land transfer tax or, or you know, a, a secondary rebate for people would really help because the government would still make a lot of money off of the land transfer tax itself. Yeah, and, and you're creating more dedicated citizens, right? I mean, there's been study after study that shows that, that homeowners uh, tend to invest in the properties. They make good neighbors because they care about the long term. They tend to get more involved in their communities. So there's a broad social benefit to that policy as well. And we live in the real world. We, we get it that governments are strapped. But if they were to target one area, I would agree with you. And that would be to relieve the land transfer tax for first-time home buyers and help them get into the marketplace. And, and even like increasing the supply, so maybe relaxing some of the regulations that are preventing the the developers from acquiring land or getting building permits and and reducing that gap that we have in terms of how long it takes them to get their permits and start building. That would help a lot as well. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I will uh, tip my hat to the Ford government. They brought in legislation to do exactly that, to get the red tape and the runaround and all these things that drive up costs. In New York region, you've got a lot of listeners uh, there. Uh, one study said that the cost of all the taxes, regulations, runaround and delays is 120 grand, like before you put a shovel in the ground. So that gets passed on to the buyer ultimately. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, you've been very kind. You've had me on your show, I think, about a half dozen times. Usually I don't get invited back a second time, let alone six times. <laughs> But I, I tell you, I'm feeling very optimistic compared to, you know, when I was first on your show over a year ago. Uh, we now have a provincial government that's heading in the right direction when it comes to putting more homes on the market. We also hope we'll see action in reviewing our real estate uh, legislation, the Real Estate Business Brokers Act, to, uh, you know, allow for higher standards and personal real estate corporations and realtors. We're hearing movement in that direction. And the federal campaign has meant that uh, three of the major parties, we'll see what the Greens do, have put good ideas on the table. So I got to say, you know, we're on a much better footing and much more attention to this issue than we saw a couple years ago. And and we're seeing that uh, with sales as well. And now actually that leads us to, you know, we're heading into that last quarter. And sure, we may see a slowdown for the last, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks during the election. That's pretty normal. But let's get your crystal ball out, Tim. What do you see uh, happening to the real estate market in the GTA as we close out 2019? Well, I remain very optimistic, very positive. And, you know, my advice when people ask me that question, which people love talking real estate, so it's pretty well every day, is make sure, you know, you work with a, a professional realtor. They're going to know the local market, you know, where trends are going and advise on what you, you know, can't afford. That's most important. So many different neighborhoods and communities in the GTA. But if I step back uh, big picture wise, look, this is a proven investment. And something is clicking very nicely in the greater Toronto-Hamilton area. You've got a lot of new Canadians moving to the area. You've got millennials who are moving up the ladder in their jobs that are that are doing better now. A lot of other Canadians from across Canada want to live here. And, and mortgage rates look like they're holding, you know, pretty steady at a, at a low level. So all of that tells me demand is going to be strong. So that makes sense for a, a thoughtful, long-term and stable investment. Just make sure you use a realtor so you make the right call. Now, Tim, just before we let you go, we want to switch gears just a bit here. And, you know, you said yourself you spent more than two decades in politics and in the political arena. Can we get your take on the pictures of the federal liberal leader, Justin Trudeau, in blackface? What did you think about that whole situation? 
Mm, man, I mean, I got my own radio show where I talk about <laughs> these things, but you know what? It's um, I, I think you know, respectfully appreciate you asking me that. Uh, but you know, we're talking real estate. We're talking about my uh, my job here around promoting you know home ownership, making sure the parties uh, put good ideas on the table on that. So I'll, I'll just stick with my knitting here, and, and I'll stay away from that. And let you radio <laughs> professionals discuss that case. Awesome, Tim. Thank you so much for joining us and, and chatting with us about uh, the upcoming election issues, uh, you know, focusing on home ownership. And if our listeners want more information about Aria, where can they connect with you? Yeah, check us out at aria.com. You can follow me, like, you know, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. If you want to see my smiling face, uh, just simply uh, Tim Hudak and uh, Aria, Ontario Real Estate Association, across those platforms as well. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one comes from Jody in King. She is in the process of purchasing a new construction condo and wants to know if it matters what floor she chooses or in what direction her condo is facing. Asif, what do you think? Great question. And this is something as we're selling more and more of these new condos, it's a very popular question. The higher the floor, the better, obviously. And also... Why obviously? Well, I mean, the builders do charge a premium to go on to a higher floor. So, And the higher floor that you are on, the better it is, one, for view. Uh, you know, you don't want obstruction, noise. And at the same time, if you're uh, if you're on a lower floor, sometimes people think that you know, it may not be secure enough. So we have a lot of issues with, uh, you know, things like that. So if you're, but then again, like some people will love a lower floor because they'll say, hey, I don't need to use an elevator. Or if you're on the first floor, sometimes you can get a little garden and things like that. So it really depends. But what we're finding is if you're downtown Toronto, you want to be on a higher floor. You want to be south facing so you can get a view of the lake. But there's also other stuff that goes into this. I, I mean, with Feng Shui and Vastu, Sometimes it matters which way the condo is facing, not only exposure wise, but which way is the door facing when you come into the condo? Because some people only want it facing east or west, sometimes south or north are bad luck. And you need to take all of these into consideration depending on the demographics of the area that you're buying in, because you want to know who's going to be purchasing your condo when and if you decide to sell. And that should go into you know, the decision making at the beginning where you're deciding if you should be on a lower or higher floor or if you should be, uh, you know, south facing or north facing east west. You also mentioned there might be a premium for a higher floor. How much of a premium would this purchaser be looking at? It really depends on the building, but roughly you're looking at about $2,500 per floor uh, 
to go higher. So, and, you know, in the bigger building, sometimes it's $5,000 per floor. It really depends on where your building is and what the builders are able to charge for that. And are we talking about fifth floor and above? Is it 10th floor and above? What are we looking at? Again, it depends. Like some of these buildings that are coming up are 40, 50 stories. So, you know, when you have that, uh, they call it the lower floors, the mid-level floors, and then the higher floors. So there's a different premium associated with each segment of that building. Okay, our next question comes from Donna in Markham. She wants to know, how does she check on the reputation of a builder before providing her deposit? And as well, if there is an issue with the construction or the developer, will her deposits be returned to her? Well, again, another great question. And Google is your best friend. So you can Google different projects or developers and talk to us. We deal with a lot of developers. We've done, we've dealt with a lot of builders and we know who's been able to close, who's, who's forced people to extend or, or have later closings. So we deal with that day in and day out. So, you know, best thing to do is run a project by us. We'll know what the builder's track record is and we'll be able to help you out. Ask if our listeners want to connect with you directly, and if they have more questions, how can they do that? They can reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, this week's hot listing over to Heather Cooper from REMAX Prime Properties. Heather? This week's hot listing is a lovely two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo located in a beautiful boutique building. It's located right in Richmond Hill, close to Young Street. It's walking distance to Mill Pond. This unit is great for seniors, downsizers, and pet lovers. Asif, what do you think about this property? I've been to this property, and it's great. And, you know, as we were talking about, this is a main floor condo, which allows you to have a little patio. Now, it's getting the best of both worlds. So you're in a condo building, so your maintenance is limited, and at the same time, it's like a little bungalow. So you're walking into a main floor. You don't have to worry about elevators. You've got a little patio walk out from your, from your kitchen there. So you, you kind of get the best of both worlds. And, and this is rare because there's not a lot of one bedrooms that, or uh, first floor condos that will come up because usually the people that purchase these main floor condos do, do so because they want to be in a building, but they don't want to use the elevators. So you get all the perks and amenities of a condo situation. What kind of perks and amenities are available in this property? Do we know? So this property is a, a boutique building, so it doesn't have a lot of amenities, but that's reflected on with the maintenance fees. So your maintenance fees are lower because you don't have that swimming pool to redo every 10 or 15 years. You don't have the 24-hour security that you have to pay. So it's, uh, you know, you get condo lifestyle without all the, uh, the hassle of having to pay high maintenance fees. And when you say boutique building or boutique property, what does that mean? It's a low-rise building, so there's not a lot of floors. There's not going to be a lot of traffic through these buildings. It's tucked away. It's it's right on Young Street, but it's off Young Street. So it's a nice little pocket in Richmond Hill, very central to everything. And now with the subway extension being planned for you know in the next few years, you're going to see these properties skyrocket. So this is a great deal right now, but it's not going to be a great deal forever. It's not going to last forever. Okay, Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. It's a two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo. It's located at 35 Hunt Street in Richmond Hill. And for more information, they can contact Melody Sitchin at 905-554-5522. Asif, that's a wrap. Awesome show. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan, if you missed any part of On the Market... 
Go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.